0: at stake it is a big idea a new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind my question to you is in any of your government jobs have you ever been briefed on the subject of ufos and if you have when was it what were you told well if i had been briefed on that i'm sure it was probably classified and i couldn't talk about it Got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, "By the way, we've discovered a base." The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society, and we are, as a people, inherently and
1: historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Uh, <laughs>
2: Greetings and salutations to all my fellow sky watchers from all corners of the globe and our space relatives out in the cosmos. This one's for you. We're back live once again on this beautiful, beautiful November 4th, 2015, broadcasting from New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida. I am Angel Espino, of course. With me, as always, is that other guy, Alan. Say hello to everybody.
3: Hello, everybody. Are we ready for the big news that NASA's going to give us tomorrow? we'll be there in a second
2: and joining me and the other guy as
3: always oh, is the first lady of
2: skywatchers radio the one the only miss woo woo herself crystal storm how the hell are you tonight crystal
4: I am fantastic. I'm so fantastic. My takeover is almost complete. Soon, almost, 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 almost. It's almost complete. I really have a goal to for my face to be right next to yours in our Skywatchers logo to make the new guy angry. For it's going to happen. Like a day, just for like a day, if it could just happen. It's also my birthday month, so I get everybody permission to party the entire month.
3: Well, yes. you get see the reason I don't have a nice. picture of Billy up there is just because I look like a. Th- Thinner, lighter-skinned, more blondish-looking version of him.
2: Mm-hmm. That is not even close to real. <laughs> oh, I don't know on. what the dude. I don't know. No, you're more like the Little Caesars guy, like pizza, pizza. That's more like dude, right dude, there, dude.
3: You're right. right. I may be Jewish, but you know I don't have that kind of a nose. Right? Oh, I didn't know he was Jewish. I thought he was. Now, I he was Roman. No, I'm like, saying I'm from? Jewish. I'm saying I, the <laughs> Little Caesars guy <laughs> has that schnoz out to here. You know, I should be playing that song. Everyone's a little bit racist from Avenue Q, just yeah. for that.
2: Hey, put it this way. I just compared you to the guy who I believe was Jesus. What does
3: that say? Uh, that mean, yeah, but I'm not a zombie. You being
2: Jewish, you being Jewish, you know, might, uh, you know,
3: take offense to that. I don't know. Choose for Jesus. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, we're not going to go into that one. But <laughs> in, 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 all, in all seriousness, though, you know. It, 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 seriously it, that that's just like wrong of you to try and tell me that I'm just like the little Caesar's guy. And if you No, no, no. I'm like not
2: trying to tell I'm not trying to tell you, to tell you, you that you're like that. You like I'm, saying, that I'm saying no, I'm saying I you look mean, identical don't to don't him to me. Like you guys could be twins, man. It's crazy.
3: No, I do not
2: look he's like He's just uh, he's a tad taller than you, that's all. Pizza pizza.
3: Oh, really? Really, really now. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'll I'll show you my foot long if you want me to. I'll show
2: you. No, that's okay. I, I'll pass. I'll Thank you very
3: much. <laughs> uh, uh,
4: uh, uh, you it's know, we'll, like, we'll, we'll see I, who's
3: really going to measure up to this year. You know?
4: it is our favorite thing ever when guys <laughs> get butt hurt. Especially when guys get butt hurt because you compl- well, you said something about their appearance. It's like the best thing ever. I just want you to it know. It is.
2: Oh, it I'm, is. It is.
4: I'm not butt hurt. You're so butt hurt. It's, you got the, you, it was the tone. It wasn't what you said, other guy. It was the way mm-hmm, you said it. Mm-hmm. It was the butt hurt. <laughs>
2: Uh, Other guy, you're so butthurt you're going to need, like, a pillow to sit on for the rest of the week. That's how butthurt you are.
3: (laughs) Oh, please, don't even go there. I got the full Lauderdale International Boat Show that I got to go to tomorrow for the next, uh, until Monday night.
2: Where are you joining us tonight from? I mean, like, what remote location are you in tonight? Because, of course, you're well-traveled.
3: Yes, yes, yes. I am actually home doing laundry while doing the show and packing up and sorting out the mail that's been sitting here for a month and a half. And oops, I just found some bills I shouldn't have had. Um, Good
5: luck with all that. Darn.
3: Well, no yeah, <laughs> it appears that my vehicle went through a couple of the uh, the toll booths here, and uh, the Easy Pass didn't register. So I've got about seventy three dollars in toll fines that I've got to deal with now. Mm. So yeah, it's it's it, it you
4: know.
2: Well, it, okay. it is what it is, you know. TSA, yeah, the NSA, the toll companies TSA, everybody's N-S-S-A, on the go. I L- right. used
4: to get every now everybody's and then. go after him. I had a scooter in New Orleans cuz it's the perfect thing to have in New Orleans. Oh, That's yeah. true. And, yes, yes. I, yeah, yes, great. And I I worked at Key small West. It's luxury great to have a And I would park it on the sidewalk right in front of the hotel. It was right in front of the cameras. It was perfect And every now and then this Censored police officer would walk by and put a ticket on my seat for parking the scooter on the sidewalk, and I watched her do it one day. And right in front of her, I watched her write the ticket, put it on my scooter, and then I picked it off and I literally tore it in half. And I walked inside. I'm like, Are you kidding me? You're really gonna give me a ticket for this? Because it's not in the way. It's like right in its little spot. But I don't know who writes a ticket for scooters. I don't.
2: No, that you know, that's not only that. Not only that is crazy, but. Uh, they're I not got brownies. Ticket.
3: They're chocolates. Um,
2: right. I got a ticket. the other day. Check this out. This is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. I got pulled over by a cop. That's not the crazy part. Like, that happens <laughs> often. Uh, literally. Uh, but no, I get pulled over, and I'm like, okay, what do I do? Because you know, I really had done nothing wrong. I was wearing my seatbelt. I was going to the speed limit and everything. And he pulls me over, and he says, do you know why I pulled you over? And I'm like, literally, I have no idea, officer. Why'd you pull me over? He goes, come here, and he makes me get out of the car. At this point, I think I'm dead, right? I think he's going to shoot me, and it's what we call self-defense. He just wants the Frisco. That's all it was, yeah. And then he shows me the tag uh, on my car, and I have one of those dealer uh, frames over my tag.
3: Uh-huh.
2: That does not cover, like, the number or the date that it expires. It doesn't cover anything. It's just a border, and it has the dealership name where I work at, and it has the phone number on the top. He gave me a ticket for having the frame on my car. Are you serious? I'm dead serious.
4: Board, Mind you, police I see, I he see has frames. A quota. He yeah, wasn't hitting his be. quota. He had to pull you over for something.
2: I, I see cops, I mean cars, all the time with with frames on their tag that are much worse than than the one I have. I have no idea why I got pulled over for that. It's because you're But Hispanic. I got to take it for it. It is. It's because you're it be. be. Hispanic. Oh, yeah.
4: mm-hmm.
3: well,
2: he was Hispanic,
4: too. Everyone's so not, a little bit <laughs> racist. <laughs> yeah, I don't sometimes. think so. Yeah, what's that theory? He was bored. He was bored. I Even
3: know. though it's not really a hate crime.
2: It was uh, Hispanic on Hispanic crime. That's what it was.
4: Hispanic on Hispanic crime.
2: Yep. Now, getting back to uh, topic here, we're going to have Nancy Burns joining us uh, in a little while
4: for Ooh, the, the experience. Nancy
2: Burns Experience. That's right. So excited.
4: I'm so excited. I'm always
2: excited about that. And uh, then at the 35-minute mark, when we hit our next break, we'll be back with the one and only Chris Brown, who's going to join us tonight with some exciting UFO-related news.
5: Hello.
3: Hello.
2: Let's hope it's exciting. All
3: right. Should we be worried? Uh, not much
2: going on in the world of ufology. I hope he has some good stuff this week. He's got
3: some stuff. Uh, well, you know, Mar- you know, NASA's I got st- stuff. N- I think, NASA's think so are bo- st- supposed to make a really, really major announcement tomorrow about the atmosphere on Mars. Oh, really? Yes.
4: Oh. There'll yes. be
2: dust in the atmosphere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, the, that's gonna be right there. <laughs> that's the They've got dust in the have atmosphere. Have dust. The we have
4: dust.
2: We found dust all over Mars. It's crazy.
4: Dust. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's this thing, it's called sand, it's all over the place. It's corrosive and it's crazy.
4: It's crazy.
3: Dude, it's dust. All we are is dust in the wind.
4: Although, now you say dust, and then my brain went all crazy because there was such a concept around dust in The Golden Compass about what dust really was and all the cool stuff that he did. So maybe maybe dust is cool on Mars. Oh, is that that really, really
3: bad, uh, bad movie, The Golden Compass? That movie was not bear. bad.
4: That movie was good. That was a good movie. Really? That's, yeah. you know,
3: Because there were like a whole bunch of books, but they only made one movie. It well, they really only great.
4: made one movie because they made the Roman Catholic Church really, really angry with that movie. <laughs> That's I uh-huh. That deserves
2: a round of applause if I, uh, I say.
4: I'm super excited about our guest, too, tonight, by the way.
2: Yes, joining us in the second hour is the no. one and only Linda stuff. Zimmerman. And uh, tell everybody about Linda because you actually booked her for the show. I'm, I'm so happy about that. S-
4: I did stuff. I totally, I'm done for the rest so of the show. So cool. To have somebody I doing know. stuff around. See, this is why my picture's going up, other guy. I'm yes. Um, I'm not. So, I'm sorry. I have to. Um, <laughs> I'm going to Linda's, cry Linda's, now. My
3: pride is hurt. <laughs> I'm <cry>.
4: she's <laughs> irreplaceable, Did other guy. I love you. Uh, Linda is a ghost hunter. She's a paranormal investigator. She is an author. She's amazing. She's great. She wrote an amazing um, zombie book called HVZA. It stands for the Hudson Valley Zombie Apocalypse. She wrote a second one. I read the first one and it was great. It was so good that I actually wrote a review about it for. Um, How compelling was it? Uh, It was really compelling. It was. It was. It wasn't. It didn't try to do anything crazy with the zombies you know as far as you know who they are and what they did but you got drawn into the story because of the characters and how she presented the you, it was interesting not so much like the way the walking dead does it but a different way you cared about what was going on it was very exciting there were some edge of your seat moments i wrote that she got zombie telling right she did it like the right way i really enjoyed her book so i'm really excited to talk to her about her ufology and her ghost investigating and she actually did a documentary about her her ufology book and it won some of Wards. Well, nice. I, I,
3: I'll tell you yeah. this. I've been doing ghost hunting for a while, so I'm going to have some real fun, you know, talking with her, I'm sure. You guys haven't really yeah, done the ghost hunting. You but...
4: because she's got guns. I don't know if you saw her picture because she knows how to it. No. I did.
2: I did see the picture, yes.
3: Can't so, say I saw pictures of her. Is this part where I'm supposed to be intimidated?
2: Yes. This is the part.
3: Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me read it from the cue cards over here. Oh, oh, oh. I am so <laughs> – hang on. I got to turn the page. Scare. Oh no! No! Oh no! Oh oh! Please don't. <laughs> I'm just saying I would. I'm turning the page. Um, don't hurt me. Oh no! Oh no! Oh oh! Terrible. Oops! Way. I'm scared. So I'm bad. frightened. Please.
4: See now you're just being condescending. Now you're just, being See, now you're just being <laughs> condescending. Oh, just being condescending. See, now? Just now? Some, some, are, some, of <laughs>
3: some of her guns are bigger and taller than you,
2: though, man. Like you got to be careful. You know, like. Damn, I'm saying. They're I'm pretty, pretty tall. Sure,
4: she didn't forget that she had a gun in her bag and got like uh-huh. um, arrested by the TSA. I'm just saying.
3: Yeah. Actually, you know, funny as it is, um. Rule King just had a really great sale that uh that unfortunately I didn't take advantage of on when it came to firearms. I'm just so upset right now. Sorry. Um they had they had AR fifteens down at four hundred and twenty nine dollars. Why do you need uh, one?
4: Who needs an AR fifteen?
3: Yeah, seriously. Because I gotta go hunting bears. You're gonna go you to <laughs> go Why don't you go hunting like Bigfoot and like
2: settle that debate? <laughs>
3: like, Leave the no, bears are no. we, we know they exist. Not Bobo. I'm not Bobo, I don't need to go hunting Bobo. That's hilarious. No, but in, in all seriousness, don't you laugh, laugh. You know, my the problem, actually, trust me, I need an AR-15 because I I, I, I do actually have a bear issue where I live Um, this past year. Um, we, you don't got we bears in
2: Miami, Florida, man. That's your yeah, neighbor. Have, he you played know, in the NFL, man. You got to be careful what you're doing.
3: No, no, in all seriousness, though, I, I had a bear in my yard that shredded up my jacuzzi.
4: Well, you know what? You should move your jacuzzi because nature needs somewhere to go too. Okay? That's Correct. All I'm yes. the, there was probably the there the before you were. That's all I'm saying.
3: We were in his migratory pattern. You and
4: were. You were. I don't say well, you got to shoot him. You could just. I don't know. You can't just like. Oh yeah, up. I'm gonna
3: wave it. I'm saying, go away, go away. <laughs> you, know what? you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna turn on my lightsaber. <laughs> And I'm going to try and slice them in half and cauterize the wounds.
4: How about There's that? There's this amazing video of a hunter getting beat up by a deer. This is what Shh. I to talk about shooting a bear. So I just want you to know that.
3: You know, I, you know, I'm just saying I'd rather have one for personal protection.
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you watch that video I put on your wall about – we digress. We should be talking about UFOs. I'm sorry.
3: Well, we, we went from ghost hunting way to, off to, topic. to bears.
4: Way off topic. Way off topic. Way off topic. As long as
3: we're not talking about bat squats again. Uh, Now, are these alien bears? Maybe um, I don't know. Are they migrating from Mexico? This is
4: why aliens won't talk to us because you won't respect other life.
3: That's correct. I respect every single other life out there, unless it got hit with a fly swatter.
4: <laughs> I'm good with everything but mosquitoes and cockroaches. I can't deal. I can't. Yeah, deal
3: with no. I can. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, no. I'm
4: sorry. I just can't
2: no. do it. Can't deal with the cockroaches. No. What about sorry. rats?
3: Are rats okay for you?
4: I nope. mean, rats are kind of. I mean, I don't no, really no, have no. beef with rats because rats no, don't really no, do anything man. to me. You know, cockroaches no way, man. gross. They get in your house. They're scary. They fly sometimes. It's not okay. You know, mosquitoes, they bite you and it itches. I wouldn't have a beef with a mosquito if it bit me and it didn't itch because I wouldn't know. Like, I never know when there's a mosquito on me. It's just afterwards, and then I've got this itch, and it just makes me mad. So,
2: you're only going to be grossed out by a mosquito if you see it up close. Exactly. And see what they look like. And then it's like, oh, that's kind of gross. But other than that, yeah, it doesn't really, uh, do much. Rats, yeah, I'm not a fan. Sorry. Can't deal with rats.
3: Rats yeah, are actually I, uh... really, 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 really smart. I mean, I'm, I, I know Kevin Grazer, who's the space consultant for Battlestar, who was for Battlestar and Defiance and all these other movies. Mm-hmm. He's the realistic science consultant, and he's got tons of pet rats in his house. I mean, they, they like, they play ball with him, they play catch with him. Um, you know,
2: remind they, they, me never go to that guy's house. Jesus, <laughs> that's it's a nightmare for me. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
4: that would be. <laughs> it's like Nightmare on Elm Street for me, right Poor there. Poor Jackal, the aliens are gonna look like rats, and he's not gonna know what to do.
2: <laughs> no wonder they don't make contact with me. That's what they look like—a bunch of that's rats.
4: It.
3: <laughs> that's right. And the answer to their question is forty-two.
2: It always is forty-two. That's crazy.
4: It's always forty-two.
2: And mm-hmm. always, the it is, always is forty-two. Guys, we're gonna go on a quick Hold break. On. When we return, we're gonna be joined by Nancy Burns Woo-hoo! for the Nancy Burns Expedience. Are you guys ready for that?
3: I am so. Uh, ready I am. Huh? huh? Yes, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Oh, oh, oh. I am. Oh, sorry. Cue cards. Um, yeah.
6: This is James Swagger,
0: host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jamesswagger.com for yours truly, CapricornMembers.com for the archive. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth.
4: for phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've
0: been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They had very large eyes, and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky.
2: All right, everybody, we are back and get ready. This is the Nancy Burns Experience live on Skywatchers Radio. That's right, Nancy Burns, welcome back to the show.
7: Thank you. Thank you. I am here. I am here. I'm so excited to be here with... A show that actually showcases, in addition to the other guy. I- I'm just right. so thrilled that there's Crystal here. What, what are you Crystal's. picking on me for?
3: What did Aww, I get?
7: In
2: name. addition to you, we, we got the say, amazing she Crystal. She said your yes. name
7: first. Oh my God, what more do you want? I
2: know. Jeez. I want
7: blood. I want sweat. <laughs> I want tears. But really, this Sky is one of the few shows, there are so few women who are in this topic seriously. You know what I mean? As opposed to. Oh, I'm just here to giggle. You know, it's people who really care about the topic. And (laughs) I just love tuning in and hearing, yes. And, of course, you know, um, I don't don't think the other guy looks like Domino's Pizza. No. Thank you.
2: No, I agree. He does not look like the Domino's Pizza. I agree. But the Little Caesars guy, dead ringer.
3: (laughs) I do not look like the Little Caesars guy.
2: (laughs) Dead ringer.
3: (laughs) I do not have hair up.
2: You guys were separated at birth. Okay, my friend? Separated at birth. Two thousand years apart, separated at birth.
7: Well, um, here, here's here's the worst news you'll hear all week. Uh-oh, but it give won't. It us. It, it's so icky and horrible, but it won't affect you. But it's nice to know that the world is this screwed up. Okay. Oh Walk up there. I could resist. I was looking for UFO news, and also we should talk about the NASA thing. But um, here's something: a man uh-huh. dies after the tapeworm inside of him gets cancer. Whoa. I know. Wow. Whoa. I know. Come again? That's, see, that's rude. That's deep. <laughs> that's just that's, messed up. That's, aw, You're living off of my so blood? And you way.
2: kill me because you get cancer? Like, how I How dare you, know. tapeworm? So I
7: just point that out as the weirdness of life. And how so. does that
2: kill the guy, though? I don't get it, though. I mean, can't they just remove the tapeworm before he dies? Like, how Well, that
7: see, I, you know, that would require really going deeply into the news bit. And uh, as yeah, deep yeah, as deal, I've gone... Yeah. I have no good news about it. It's simply, yeah, it's one of those sad things that's in life That's a disgusting where, story. That's what. That <laughs> you have got some good news and some bad oh. news. I, wow. Yeah. It's
2: not UFO well, related, but it's disgusting related. That's.
7: Yeah. And also, just last week we talked. Uh, I have been, um, see, Crystal's a writer, and that's kind of why I kind of wanted to say I'm so glad she's on, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been working on my novel, uh, all this week, trying to get ready for sale. And it's a novel I wrote a long, long time ago. And I mentioned to you guys last week, in passing, that I had this uh-huh. thing with the Forrest Gump thing.
2: Right, right, right. Right.
7: Okay. And so I simply, I, I found it in my book.
2: Good, because people were wondering, Nancy. They didn't know if it was legit or... Because, you know, you're like, eh, it's in there somewhere. Yeah, I'll
4: find I will find know. <laughs> I know. I,
2: I wrote it. I, it's in chapter 1 through 10. I don't know, somewhere. It is.
4: In fact... <laughs> Well, that happens th- sometimes though. When you haven't touched a story yes. for a while and then you come back to it, that happens, it does. You just you forget That's the right. details. That's it right. happens all the time. I'm like, I wrote that? Really?
7: That's well, awesome. it's been 36 years since I wrote this wow. book. Ouch. Wow. Yeah, okay. you know. And so I'm I was 1
2: years old when you wrote that book, Nancy. I know.
7: And, uh, I'm hoping it it's, it's amazing sorry, how much it's how much has changed since then. it's also amazing as a writer to go back and read something that you have almost no memory of living let alone writing it's it's really that's that's just totally weird well you've, you you actually had that
2: happen to you a couple times this week not uh, not only with that, uh, the book but you know you had the uh, guest on this week on feature theater oh. that uh you've been the guest on the, on her show and you yes. didn't remember her. remember
1: that
7: yes and you would think by now i would that's crazy I haven't looked up yet, and I mean to. She says that, in fact, I was on her show, Bill yes, and I, yes. and I have to look it up. And I've been pretty busy and have not done that yet, but that's on my list of things to do for sure. Check that out, and then remember, and then maybe talk about it on um, on Future Theatre next week. Now, is that uh, the first
2: time that's happened to you that you don't remember being on the show?
7: Uh, it's an Alzheimer's question, I know it. Uh, <laughs> I can hear it. Uh, can I buy a vowel? Uh. Um, actually, we, here's here's what's weird, and I'm sure you guys have uh, become amateur investigators of uh, the consciousness issue. I'm an amateur in
2: everything I do, Nancy. Everything.
7: Yeah, because, you know, if you're going to study the paranormal, how your brain reacts to the paranormal, how your brain frames the world is as much... Of impo- it's it's as important as what you think you saw, okay? right? Okay, and, and so
4: your beliefs he, affect your eyesight.
7: They do, and okay, now that is a there, there is a an old wives' tale, not a true story, sadly, about the um, Indians could not see the the huge ships out on the um, horizon. They could only see the um, the bad guys Waves. coming in on the little ships. The little. Mm you know the little uh, ten, ten, tenders coming in uh because supposedly they had no way of imagining a ship that big out on the horizon coming to get no, them they had no frame of reference no concept right. that's no, what we've no. always believed in in ufology but that that turns out through Snopes to be somewhat of a uh not true story sadly but yeah. it is how do they
4: know really how do they yeah. know Did they ask them
7: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah that's a, I should actually be more clear on the on the uh, Snopes even, but but they, you know. So I, I caution you if you use that story uh, to say, oh, you can't see UFOs because you can't see them. Uh, that story supposedly needs more. Uh, it's not true. Also, the tenth monkey story supposedly is, or the hundredth monkey story is not true either. We we have built is our that U- the monkeys that all end up build, writing Shakespeare. No, well sort of, but if you isolate uh monkeys on or any mammals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And supposedly it's meant to suggest that there's this leap in 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 knowledge uh mm. across a species past a certain critical number, right? A tipping point. And then right. suddenly everybody knows it. And that that seems to be true, but the hundredth monkey bit itself seems to be a myth. That seems to have been somewhat but 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 what I wanted to talk about was that there is a paragraph in my novel that I wrote in 1979 and 80 that is the same thing as what everybody knows about Forrest Gump. So that's kind of what I wanted to. Well, men- can you read the passage from the yeah, book itself? Yeah, it's very. It's like. about <clears throat> here. Yeah, I'm mean, time with this, Nancy read it.
3: reading us a book.
7: Well, I'm going to read a paragraph. I hate doing it. Just just the way we all hate to hear people reading, but it, No, no, no.
2: I love hearing you read, Nancy. Read, uh, the, read for us. Please.
7: Well, the thing about the thing about Angel please. that's fun is that if Angel is hunting down a fact or, you know, a story or whatever, he's very yes. tenacious and will stick with it because we had an argument about Harry Potter <laughs> that lasted in I'd say m- a couple months as we both did our homework and said I, I got to ask what That's the, how much of a argument geek argument?
2: I am folks I, what, I argue what? about Harry what, what Potter was the and, argument over? and I'm not even a Harry Potter fan but I, I did have an argument about Harry Potter
4: That is hilarious that was such a somebody is wrong on the internet moment Hold up what was, <laughs> <laughs> what were you arguing about I
7: have to know I have
4: to know <laughs> uh,
2: Well I'm not going to make a I'm not I'm not going to see the whole thing cuz it's kind oh, because of a long you're story still
7: partly wrong.
2: No, I'm not.
7: <laughs> oh, Nancy. sure. Go ahead. Throw that <laughs> at me. Oh, See, throw it
2: right in my face, even though I'm not wrong. I'm absolutely right. Just partly.
7: Just partly. As
2: a kid, I remember reading a book called Larry Potter.
7: <laughs> and
2: after I saw the Harry Potter movies, I was, like, I was like, this is very familiar to me. And I started doing a little research once online, you know, a long time ago on online, years ago, a few years ago when the Harry Potter movies came out. And I found out that, indeed, there was a book called Larry Potter. Mm, where, sort of. Where, whatever. <laughs> It came out in the 80s before Harry Potter, and a lot of it is very similar to the Harry Potter books. Names are just switched by letters, uh, like moguls or moguls, whatever. Just pronunciations are different. Uh, But they're very, very similar. It's very similar storyline. But that's important.
7: Muggles versus not muggles.
2: Okay. Potato to In other words, did,
7: did did the big company screw off a poor person whose book had come out first?
2: That's the that, it, that's they
3: plagiarizes
7: the question. Exactly. And this
4: if person really be they it Com- would be Miss J.K. Rowling, and right. I would I would guess probably not considering the story
7: of how she wrote Harry Potter. Well, right.
2: If you if you read the story of Larry Potter, you'd be like, wait a second, <laughs> she's a lion.
7: Not a lion, but he's lying.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what was the argument then? I'm really confused.
7: <laughs> We're, I don't know. That's
4: almost the thing that Larry Potter was was there was some similarity to the Harry Potter stories is that what it There was. was. Oh, well that happens. But see that happens a lot. It's very hard to come up with the thing name. is
2: the the writer of the Larry Potter books mm-hmm. sued the writer of the Harry Potter books. The did thing he? was She, she yeah. yeah, she okay. she. Um the thing was I think it was thrown out mostly because the books were out of uh, copyright at the time and when the Harry Potter books start started getting written uh, so that she had no copyright over Even though she had written the book and released it, there was no copyright attached to it because it was a kid's book, and I don't know, there's a whole legal thing behind it. Basically, they threw out the case. But yes. there was a case in the court, and there is books out there with the name Larry Potter, and you could actually buy, buy them online. They were there. Go look yep. for, for them. They do exist, so nobody's lying.
3: Well, all I can say is that Harry sounds Potter like... Reading. That sounds like the rip of um Fifty Shades because you know, there uh-huh. was originally a book, you know, years ago called Fifty Shades of a Grey Skull about mm-hmm. He Man and She Ra having a relationship. Really? And it was oh yeah, it was, yeah, but that was it a porn.
7: Are you joking really or are you telling the truth? <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> Check in though. It's it's <laughs> yeah, 50 shades of gray skull. Come on. He yeah. has the power. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, that is pretty I mean, funny. When though. you when you look into the Larry Harry Potter thing, you'll find that I tended uh, I believe it or not to side with the bigger company because the the people who were doing their their lawsuit for the smaller um story seemed to have moved some things around, you know, like it, you know, and th- they played around with the evidence, thus it was thrown out. So that's always a bad thing. Yeah. You see. Okay, yeah. well, okay so, so this. Th- well, total in.
3: the documentation, that does not count no more. Well, I
7: want to, well, what I'm trying to do is the flip opposite, the absolute opposite. I'm saying that. You want to plagiarize
2: uh, and show you did it?
7: No, I'm going, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. So no, I trying I'm to get not- away with
2: it by lying? Oh, never no, like
7: it's the actual opposite. It's that I said something first for sure, but I didn't say it well enough, or, uh, you know, I didn't, mine is not snappy, and when it came out in the movie, it was snappy and clever. Well, you
2: you have an Oscar winning actor delivering the line, Nancy, of course it's going to be snappy and witty, Tom Hanks, you know what I mean, you don't have Jack Black up there, you have Tom Hanks.
7: Yeah, but I don't have the same exact line, I have the concept. You gotcha. say okay. You see. But,
2: well, well, give us the, give us the the line. Give us the the, uh, the the paragraph.
7: The paragraph. Now I'm waiting on my little machine because I had the thing all queued up. Wait, let me just stop. A, a little Mac problem here for a moment. Just they, don't you control. have the
2: hard copy book?
7: I do yeah. actually. I do, and I did put it right here. And um, but then I what moved that it be over here. I queued stuff up. Like, here it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now he, all that is happening is I I'm telling a story about a housewife. Okay. Uh, cleaning House is about a housewife, and she's trying to make friends with n- ladies in the neighborhood. And one of the ladies says, I'm a, "You know, I don't want—I don't want to learn how to cook because I'm afraid if I get interested in cooking, I'll get so fat I'll have to sit around and eat bonbons all day." That's what bonbons. Bonbons. That comes. That's bon-bons. what the other character says to mm. my character. Okay. Now here's the paragraph in question. Okay, I'll, I'll read bon-bons. it. Bonbons. da. Don't be so quick to condemn bonbons, I thought to myself. It Mm. takes great courage to sit and eat them. Think about it. Each one is completely covered with dark uncertainty, and you don't know what's going to be inside the next one any more than you know what a new day will bring. And the lady who sits and eats them is touching that uncertainty with her sensitive tongue, tasting, biting, swallowing, whatever comes along, sight unseen. And also... Don't forget that those chocolates are unique for their ability to hurt the teeth worse than anything else. So you get the cherry or instant excruciating pain. It takes guts to risk those odds. Believe me. I realized, okay, then I realized there was no point in saying all this to Maggie. Okay, that's my bit. It's not snappy. It's not. That's actually
4: pretty snappy. I think that's very well written. But I see the similarities. I definitely. Yeah, yeah.
7: but see you, Crystal. This is exactly why I put this here. So what I did was, when you're reading the the chapter seven, uh, there's an intro that says, "Read this intro. It's about Forrest Gump." But right before that paragraph, I say. Note before you read the next paragraph please check out the introduction for an important message thank you and in the introduction you I, know what, though? it's it's one paragraph in that entire book
4: i wouldn't even why
7: yeah but here's why because okay. if you were reading this for the first time and you were saying oh this is pretty good i'm enjoying this that i that i'm liking this if if you came to that and you're sensitive you would say wow that's so that's so familiar it seems so weird she'd just drag in the Forrest Gump thing without, you know, it's like, it's it ruins the rest of, as far as I'm concerned, it ruins the rest of the book because it sounds like, I just took a really popular thing and just spun it a bit, which mm-hmm. I didn't at which all. Because you, you wrote it first. I wrote it, I wrote it many years earlier. Um, it, it, but c- it was but it, not in the yeah, book. It was ex- in the movie.
2: But it's not exactly the same wording. So I mean,
7: I know i know but but you also know when i mean something- you, didn't ha- you didn't have i yeah. almost
4: wouldn't put it in the front of the
7: book i wouldn't I'd at all, yeah. put it in the back because if
4: i had not said anything it probably wouldn't have dinged for me because i'm not a huge forrest gump person i think i've seen like parts of the movie not the whole movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that sort of a thing and you know everybody quotes the life is like a box of chocolates but i couldn't yeah. tell you what that whole speech that he gave was i have no idea
7: yeah, me too. Me you know, too. I just
4: know that there's a familiarity there. But, I mean, if you're sucked into the story, as a reader, I'm not. I might say, oh, this is familiar, but I'm not going to go, like, I must search no. the Internet and find out why this is familiar. Like, I'm not going to do that. Okay, right. right. <laughs> not if I'm in I agree. It. Well,
7: yeah, you know? I, well, I did ask family members and friends what they thought because, for me, when it came out in the movie, my stomach sank because I thought, my God, that makes me look like such a, you know, <laughs> a, a borrower, if you will. And so, <laughs> but but you're I, not. So it's fine. But yours, yours came
2: out first. Yeah, so
7: Yeah, I know, but others. see, like... It's and
2: this, the wording is completely different. I will different, never
4: you look know? at a bonbon bon the same way again now. That was... Never. A, That's that was, right. It's yeah. a bonbon. Bon. That a bon was deep. Bon deep. Bon I liked
7: it. I <laughs> thank bon you. Thank, thank you. It's
4: good. Bon bon.
7: Well, it's, it's very nice that you... I appreciate appreciate the chance to air that out. It is very nice that you. you guys are so supportive. But anyway um i still point out that it's it was an idea whose time had not come it was an it was you know it was exciting it, it is always exciting if a meme catches fire and goes and i'm not trying to take that away and i'm not suggesting that they read my book of course because we're all different and ideas get into the ether but mm-hmm. but i just yeah so that so that was that and the disgusting news i brought was that your tapeworm, be, you know, be nice to your tapeworm or it could kill you.
4: it could get cancer, that's crazy.
2: How do you die from a cancerous uh,
7: tapeworm? I got... Miserably. Miserably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No
2: wow. Nancy Burns, that was a heck of an experience this week.
7: Yeah, I apologize for not having bigger news. Um, I do. Well, it's been, a slow, it's been a slow week in ufology, so... It has. Mm-hmm. It has. And
4: well, guys- apparently, while Nancy is still here, apparently there was a glowing orb captured by NASA's International Space Station camera, and there was a live feed that suddenly cut out upon the- I heard
7: that, too. What do you- that what happens do you know- all the time. Yeah, what do you know yeah, about yeah, this one, yeah, though? Yeah. This one sounds... I know nothing.
4: I-, I went to the Internet, and I found something. Hmm. So, okay. And I found the article. Here, did, you, did you use
2: that thing called search... <laughs> I
4: did, actually. I didn't even, I actually used Twitter, and I went, hashtag UFO. Wow. And I, like, I know. And this article. Is that like the
2: pound sign on the, on the like phone? the pound
4: sign. It's true. Wow. It's pound sign. So there's a whole article. True story. Apparently there's a video uh, as well. So they-
7: well, you guys are going to talk to Chris Brown, right? In a, in a couple minutes. Yep, yeah, yep, well, yep. he's your orb guy. He's That's the, right. I believe he's the guy. I believe the orb changed his life so dramatically that he, he perks up, if you say orb. You oh, said. he's gonna
2: be—he's gonna be perking tonight. In fact, exactly. uh, we gotta get going, Nancy. This okay. is the Nancy Burns experience. We're gonna get Chris Brown in a couple minutes here. We'll Yay. be right back, everybody. Stay tuned. Bye.
6: And I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall, the death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved And those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bierlich from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London. The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network.
0: Seven three-three three seven four. That's nine five four nine seven three thirty three seventy four. Or visit KeyInformation.com. KeyInformation.com. <laughs>
2: All right, everybody, we are back on Skywatcher's radio right here on the Dark Matter Digital Network and, of course, PSN Radio. We are all recovering from the Nancy Burns experience. Whew,
3: well, man. we really hardly talked about any ufology whatsoever.
2: None whatsoever, but it was great. It's always great to have Nancy Burns on. Yes, it's always yes, great yes, to have... We didn't talk about any
4: ufology in the first place of the, no. the show either, so we can't really At drag all. on Nancy. This is
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now we are going to talk about ufology, and, of course, we all love having the next uh, gentleman who's, who's on with us. Who dat? Chris... J. Brown,
1: What's up, buddy? sup, buddy? Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? A few days after Halloween, I guess sir. Still oh. recovering from all the candy. All the candy. Sugar, sugar, rush. sugar.
4: I had no oh, candy. Nice. Really? I had no, no candy? candy. I know. I had none, and now I'm really jonesing for Reese's Pieces.
2: Oh man, I've had like twenty of those last Reese's week. Reese's
4: Pieces? What? I you said. Re- that's
6: exactly she said what I said. Pieces.
2: <laughs> yeah. no, never mind. <laughs> oh.
4: <laughs>
6: Species?
2: What? Never mind. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Chris yeah. J. Brown, what ufology-related news do you have for us this well, week, sir? Well, I got a
1: few little ufology-related news. and once I got on, I found this on uh, Open Minds, or for a good old friend's Open Minds, and had a uh, what I like yes, was yes, a yes. yep a sphere UFO video uh, photographed over Oregon, Eugene, just fifty miles from me. It says, a witness was looking out the kitchen window uh, face, facing east when a dark object uh, was first noticed above the tree line over the neighbor's backyard at 9.24 a.m. Daylight sit- uh, sighting on the 6th. Of, uh, do. That doesn't happen
3: often.
1: Yeah. And uh, it says, it just had enough time to get my camera, and I caught... As Several in focus images of a dark sphere or something round uh, and dark. Well,
2: I'm looking at the images. In fact, they're posted over on uh, the Facebook page if you guys want to check out what we're looking at. Looking at it's right uh, yeah, it's uh, Facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. Yep. Uh, they're all there. Um, you can check all the pictures. Now, hey, Chris, if you're looking close in one of these photos here. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of blurry. Very, very blurry. blurry. If you notice at the bottom of it, do you see like a little thing like protruding from the bottom of uh, of the object?
1: Kinda, yeah, yeah, I do. Right? It, mo- it mm-hmm. almost looks like um, it's like a string. Yeah, where the string line, would kinda? be, where the string yeah. would be for a balloon. Yeah, Sounds maybe.
2: So. Hmm. You see that?
3: Interesting.
4: I'm looking that at this might be on blurred floater. Yep. Possibly. Might. I don't. I don't. I, I wouldn't call. I don't know. I don't know if this. I call this a UFO. This looks like almost like camera dust. <laughs> I almost want yeah. maybe a it, be a. it could be being that
1: being a daylight <laughs> sighting too really yeah. kind of makes you wonder. Hmm. You know. That's that. So that there is a big one that can uh, definitely throw it off and. uh so but at yeah, at
4: least it provided pictures. We appreciate that. it. Did yeah. yes, it yeah. did. And, and, and,
1: and of
2: course, as uh, usual, it's blurry pictures because that's what we get on oh, the UFO community.
4: Always, always blurry. blurry. Well, I mean, you know, it's UFOs. It's you never know when one's going to pop up, and everybody's got camera phones now, so it's like right.
2: Well, that's true too. And uh, the camera phones, while they are great for taking selfies, they're not very good for taking you know pictures of objects far away. Just is not never, not so much. Not so much. Never looked good. But damn, are they good for selfies? Okay.
4: They
1: are great yeah. for selfies. They are,
2: indeed. Damn
1: and, you selfies. know, and also, uh, they've, uh, on Halloween, of course, was some mm-hmm. make rounds, and uh, the comet that went by, and the biggest thing was it being the Jack-o'-lantern comet. Oh, I, think you're, I thought you were going to say the Jack-o'-comet. I am like, that's the jack right. comet There you go. Damn right. Yep, darn right. <laughs> that thing just came. got my own that's comet, everybody. That's right. Yeepees, anything. And that it and had, creepy. Uh, That's right. you did have a creepy look to it, and uh, sure enough it did. It had a it had a two looking eyes and a nose and kind of a cratered in looking kind of mouth almost look, but uh, yeah, it was very distinct and um That's cool. Yeah. And uh I saw that they they were saying it looked like a like a skull mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah. you know, floating in space. Two like thousand foot six hundred meter wide asteroid that sped by silently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Wasn't
3: that uh, supposed
2: to hit us?
1: Somebody was telling us uh, not long ago. No,
3: that was another comet that's coming. That's the WTF comet. Oh, oh
2: I a that, I that was
1: This is going seventy-eight thousand miles an hour. That's that's yeah, uh, thirty-five kilometers per second. Jeez, that's mm. fast.
3: Zoom yeah. zoom zoom. Yep. Taxi taxi. Exactly. That's, fa- that's
2: faster than Uber.
3: That's yep. That's definitely good. faster than Uber. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Man, shout us to That's right.
3: Them. We mentioned Uber. We should get paid for that. Okay. I agree. I'm I'm somebody now, making money off of that.
1: the other thing we're going to come straight out of our open minds is, uh, to me, you know, probably the biggest UFO sighting that we've had uh, in the past 20 uh, years, and that is that the Phoenix likes. Right. And yep. uh, the there's Phoenix more news? likes.
3: There's new news? Well, the
1: Phoenix likes. Now there is, because there's uh, uh, Keith Arum. Uh-huh. it's the president of uh, Los Angeles-based uh, PCB uh, Publications and uh, okay. PCB Entertainment. He okay. is one of the leading creative directors and producers of the gaming industry and specializing talent, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's going to make a movie on the Phoenix Lights. Uh, okay. The truth is coming, the Phoenix Incident. And um, so that's going to be in the... Uh, the,
3: the truth is coming. What does he know that we don't? Right. I, that's, 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 Sorry, I, 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 I don't believe it. I don't believe
2: I, it. Yeah, I me mean, neither. Not at this point. I mean, didn't the, uh, the you, senator you know what the truth or the is? mayor. The truth is
3: this guy searching for more money.
2: That's pretty that, much yeah. it, yeah. But didn't yeah. It, was it the the, the mayor or the, the senator or something came out with a fake alien on stage? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, the uh, mayor that did it.
2: Yeah, the mayor. There you go, that guy. I mean, that uh, was. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy any of it. Sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, we'll
4: find out.
1: And so uh, also a uh, Texas light reveals a uh, bright light cylinder. And this Uh also is on the open minds. I'm looking at
4: this picture. This is weird.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what to make out of it either. Uh, Gosh, so many things seen in in Texas. And this is a witness that uh, a 10-year-old. A daughter uh, snapped a photo of this uh, moving in their vehicle, moving in unknown direction. This cylinder shaped uh, UFO, according to the testimony. So mm-hmm.
4: I. I uh, mean, look at the picture, that's just weird.
1: Yeah, it is. I don't, don't
4: is. know what to make of that.
1: But it's once again, it's blurry. and it, Well, once again, it's a daylight sight, uh, sighting. And mm-hmm.
4: What do you think, on Jacqueline? Notes. Other guy? What do you other think of this strange picture? I
3: am staying out of this comment. I am not getting involved. <laughs> I have my own opinions. That, I am that, that means he hasn't seen the
2: subscribe. picture. He's not He's not looking on the web. That's what that. was oh, uh, okay. going that. uh, I got yeah. you. Yeah. I got you. He, doesn't, he doesn't have okay. the website up. That's
1: what that means. Yeah. I got
2: you. Oh, oh, see the link?
3: Cut and paste mm-hmm. me the link off. Oh, exactly.
1: that's what I'm saying. Okay, and I can do that. And that I will do. I will start to do You're talking
3: about the Texas Bright Cylinder. Let's see. Right. See, the whole thing is, is I'm in the middle of backing up my. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm running Yeah, virus yeah, yeah. Stuff, stuff you can do the when the
2: show's 80, not on air. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: 80, why would you you be, know, yeah, I started out yeah. one in the afternoon, and. Yeah, you know, that's great. Yeah, that's you know great. I going to make him mad. Why would you
2: even go yeah, there? Why? why would you even, why? Why? Why?
3: You even do that? Yeah. I was doing it
2: just to exactly off. just make me mad is okay it, you it, know what this it, looks it like here?
3: to me I'm looking at it right now uh you know what this looks like to me this thing that's going upright that's the cylinder thing oh there um, we, go. Here it, we it, go it looks to me like, like you know plain banner no it's, <laughs> no 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 not a plane banner <laughs> like but a but lightsaber you no know, but you know those what? banners yeah does you, you know those banner characters that have air stuck in being blown into them and they bounce and fly out yeah. down of the arms are wiggling in the air and things like that I could see the I, sure. That's what I'm thinking that looks like. Mm-hmm. That's that Either that or it's a really, really, sh- really, really upright rod. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Man, the it's just sounded wrong.
3: No, 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 no. Bring the rod.
4: Hanging out in the middle of the sky. Let's well, get my uh, friend
2: Jose Escamilla on the line. He'll tell us if that's a rod.
3: Okay. Go for it. Let's I'm get just him on the line. I Clear thought you were going to get him on the
2: line. Oh, man. What's wrong with you? Yeah. let
3: me get my so, good friend. I'm like, okay. Besides,
2: a shout outs to actually, out real quick, shout outs to Jose Escamilla. He's actually recovering from; uh, has a blockage in his heart, and uh, mm-hmm. he's yes, not doing he's very well, well. health wise. Yeah,
3: our best wishes to him, folks, and uh, yeah, you guys. Seriously, absolutely.
4: Yeah, and so, uh, even though we believe in aliens, yeah. we should still pray for no. him. How about that?
1: Yes. No. Absolutely. Anyway, and so this is
4: find Chris Brown, though, I like this one. This one's uh, well. It's a big
1: well one. Yeah, this it's is the uh, and uh, you know also if it's a little bit kind of still
4: is on the same topic. But... Am
3: I looking at it? Is it translucent? Or is it just blue? It or seems, what? It seems
1: kind of just... just n- it looks just kind of bluish, really. It doesn't really... doesn't look like I you mean, can it see I mean, it looks clearer. like... It
4: literally looks like a machine part that got shot out of something and is now hanging out in the middle of the sky. That's what it looks like to me. Some kind of strange machine part. Because if you like look somebody, at the blurry yeah. picture, it almost looks like a giant nail.
2: It looks... Yeah, I don't know about a giant nail, really see a giant million. I don't know. It looks like uh, somebody photoshopped a, a lightsaber handle. Well, it's a population. Oh,
4: no. That is a really crappy lightsaber handle. That's a
1: 116,000 people. So, almost uh, 117,000 people. So, you know, I mean, gosh, you would think that there would be, it's a big area that somebody There's would. Better have,
2: pictures than that, you know,
1: yeah. Yeah. If least. it was that big. I mean, here, here's, a, like
2: here's the thing. thing. From the from looking at this photo, uh, these folks are driving as they snap this picture, right? Yeah. Now but you if can there's... see
4: it in the side view mirror. Her holding up, right. her phone to take the picture.
2: Right, right, right. My thing is, why did they stop and try to get a better shot? I don't
4: know. They were probably Maybe on the highway
3: Mom with cars care. in front of them or behind them. True, that too. Yeah.
2: Well, that or well, yeah. I, I mean, that's not a good excuse. It doesn't look like it's too busy on the road there. But uh, well, I guess you could always say, look what happened to Travis, right? For. Out.
3: Actually, this weekend is Travis's thing that's going on this weekend that that's we're right.
2: not at. Yes, and we were supposed to go in, of course. Well,
3: <clears throat> you, you know, I told you I was doing the boat show. So, you know, I know, I know. Can't blame me. I told you I couldn't make it. But, you know, you I'm could not have. not blaming you. I'm not, well, no, you man. have mom's issues, you know. That's right. Which, right
1: well, we also, uh, I was going to say, you know, scientists also claim that they uh, – have um, may have discovered alternate universes. What? Yeah, me hold, on, hold on, hold on, right hold on, on. The only,
3: so the only problem it. with that statement is that they they have the they believe they found the possibility of the uh, signatures of parallel universes at the time of the Big Bang, not currently. So hmm. you have to clarify that if you're going to make that statement. Okay, but how
2: could they even determine that at the time yeah, of
3: the Big that's, Bang? That's what uh, I know. What's the? Term? Was, how is that even possible, man? There was, significant inf- there was significant infrared microwave radio waves. Um, yeah, I'm calling that it that squatch. I can't explain.
2: That squatch all out. the way. That, not buying it. No. Interesting. No.
4: Well, I, I, I absolutely believe in that sort of thing. So it's the, I'm just waiting for science I do, to catch and,
1: and you just don't know. And, and, and then a little bit off, you know, somewhat. But but I myself have into dinosaurs. I'm into myself, and that is uh the astonishingly well preserved dinosaur uh fossil with tail feathers and skin. Now what people may understand is skin is huge because if it has flesh, then they it's where there possibly DNA can be per- taken out and yeah, uh a deal. lot of things. So that's huge in the if sense If we of, ever uh,
3: dig all the way underneath the Polar cap ice. I think we are definitely going to find some DNA that we can harvest. Um, I think we found
4: it. That's why you can't go to Antarctica without permission.
3: I think you might be right. Mm
4: -hmm. I don't know if people know that, but you cannot go to Antarctica, and nobody's supposed to have a base there, and everybody has got a base there. And you literally Mm -hmm. have to get government clearance to go there. You can't just go to Antarctica. Mm -hmm.
3: Well, that's not the only place you can't go, but that's Mm -hmm. one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. But you know why? I think you know. I think it. I think that the Nazis have the hidden, their hidden base there.
4: I love that you believe that. But but alternate dimensions, you're just like no.
5: Yeah.
3: Well, well at that. least the like, Nazis, Nazis. The Nazis that...
4: existed. <laughs> uh, the alternate.
3: <laughs> He's got a point there, he yeah, yes, a point there. <laughs> yeah.
4: But you don't know this. You don't know they don't exist.
3: It's it's not that I don't know. I'm not asking for proof. It's you know empirical proof. Just show me a little bit of a hint of a possibility of it
4: all right, this wouldn't be a possibility. Yeah, see, so the, right
3: that,
1: the, the, feather, the feathered dino and uh, – The, the, the feathered what? Dino is what is okay. what they have. And uh, so what they think is they could maybe possibly try to bring this kind of back to life by, by maybe with an ostrich. Have we something? not
2: learned enough yeah. from yeah. Jurassic, Jurassic. – hold on. I, have we not I learned from Jurassic I, Park I, not to do this kind of stuff? <laughs>
1: I know Apparently not, though. Well, that's their – hey, they've been trying. See, that's their biggest thing with the mammoth. That's what they've been waiting on is to try to get that type of flesh, and they actually think they did, and to get to process enough uh, flesh. DNA out of it and then and then get an elephant and then be able to recreate it and bring it back to life. And and if they can get an ostrich or something of a big bird of that size, maybe they could. I don't know.
3: I think they should just defrost Brendan Fraser from Kate, that uh, the Encino man, and uh, we'll be good to go. <laughs> That's it. We'll just be good to go with that one. That yeah. probably was his
2: best movie ever, right there in Geno Man.
3: I really yeah. like that show, too. That was a show? Yeah, they movie. actually ended movie. up having a small... Se- no, they did have a small uh, TV show run they with did, it. Yeah. Well, Pauly oh, Shore was in it, but that's about movie. it. Um, you know, Brendan Fraser did definitely not get into that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't oh, see so, Brendan Fraser doing that. Speaking of TV, TV shows, as I'm sure you heard me discuss during break, um, it's official. Mm, nope. This is a ufology type topic. They are rebooting the greatest American hero.
1: Yes, I've seen that. Indeed, seen that. yes, I am. It's about so time. time.
2: I've been waiting for that for like the last twenty years. Are you kidding me? I'm
1: waiting. I'm. You know.
3: Listen. They tried to reboot Knight Rider, and look how well that went. Um, yeah, but so. the thing is, Knight Rider
2: was only cool because that that really was a niche show. The car yeah. made it cool. It was an '80s car. Yeah, like it's kind of like Back to the Future and the, and the DeLorean. Like you can't make a Back to the Future trilogy now and use the DeLorean. You have to use the car of the time. Same thing with Knight Rider. You'd have it to use really?
3: a Tesla, and it has to run out of power.
2: Yes. And that's a great idea. But listen, uh, with Knight Rider, it just uh, there's no way that was going to work. I mean, that really was such a niche, you know, show for the for its era. Uh, the, that would never break the greatest American hero. That is such a great property. Yeah,
3: I wish. Uh, I just wish it wasn't a reboot, and I wish it was like that. The the guy dies, maybe, or the guy's incapacitated, or something. And
1: well, cat? With cat. I wonder if they're going to bring back the original character. Now you know the original, the guy that that played that on the original yeah. part. His cat. Mother, cat. His yeah. mother was the was the uh, secretary in Perry Mason. She was I couldn't remember her name or whatever. Played in it for years, but that was his mom. And um, so yeah, the guy that played in the original uh, America's, America's Greatest Hero,
3: yeah, William Catt,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, he was in the movie House. Yeah, yeah House. Oh, I right. loved that. I about, movie. That was a good movie. That had a string off yeah. of a lot of movies. That was a popular one. Yeah, yeah that, that
3: was that was, a, that was a great, brilliant movie. I loved that movie. I mean, it, it's not Stephen King or anything, but you know. Even tough.
2: the sequel was pretty good, even though he wasn't in the sequel. But well,
3: House they made three of. There were three sequels. There was House. Yeah, 3. no, House oh. Three
2: wasn't that good. I didn't. Enjoy that one too much.
3: House three should have been House Party three. Um, that's how bad it, it was. It kind
2: of felt like House Party three. Yeah, is, that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good assembly there. Yeah,
3: yeah. It, it was evil. It was bad. It was very bad. Uh, um, speaking of evil and bad, I was actually at a horror convention this weekend. At Spooky Empire's horror convention. Yeah, it was fun. It was great. Um but for the sci fi geeks and all, I bumped into a couple of real fun people I haven't seen in ages and caught up with them. Spoke with Tony Todd and a couple of other people, which was really, really cool. And funny as it is, I think Zod Rider had him on the show a couple of weeks back. Um
2: Shout out to Zod Rider. Yeah. What
3: but what's cool about it I'm is is that him. he you know, he's he's working on that Star Trek and um fan crowdfunded uh Star Trek uh movie thing. Uh, so that's that's gonna be real good yeah, I'm sure you all heard that you know they're rebooting Star- they're doing another Star Trek series uh CBS yep, but yep 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 heard but here's that. The, heard here's, that. The, here's the here's the bad part you want the punchline um, it, the first episode will be available on CBS after right. that it's all gonna be streaming you have to go I to CBS's I heard. five dollar a month why streaming. is
2: that why
3: are they doing that because it's the only way they can afford to make the show
2: so stupid. Has anybody? But followed yeah, favorite? But yet they can. They, yeah, they can. They can make CSI Atlanta, Miami, yada yada yada.
4: <laughs> In every city, well, Alaska. Like, you know, has
3: it? Has anybody been following uh, CSI Michigan
2: Afghanistan? Supergirl? That I, I'm Jonesy for that one.
1: Mm-mm.
2: No. All right. So, <laughs> so
1: no one's been following what?
3: The Supergirl
1: series.
2: Uh not digging it so far.
1: Uh, I haven't checked it out. Huh the, grow, pilot,
2: I, I the pilot was okay yeah, the second episode not so
3: good
4: I wasn't ever what a fan you of got, Superman. you know
3: every you know everybody gave you you know we all gave a chance for like the flash and arrow and by the end of the season it, it was rocking
2: why well, I, I still don't like the arrow show I like flash though and speaking really? of flash yeah I haven't I'm not a fan of the arrow show uh speaking of uh, flash though there there is rumor on the inquisitor.com um, that Tom Welling might be coming on uh, on flash pretty soon as Superman.
3: From the alternate Earth, yeah, that might right, be right. Ooh, ooh, Superman. that would be that would that would that would be very very. How upset? Cool?
2: How upset would uh, some Smallville fans be because you never got to play Superman on Smallville? And,
3: well, he donned the cape. You know, in the it last was a
2: T-shirt, season. man. It was a T-shirt with.
3: Oh, no, in the last, last episode, it. he put the cape. Yeah, it, was, on.
2: it was a T-shirt, dude. Like it was all CGI. All right, fine. Very All pathetic. Right. Very. All right, sad.
3: let's go back to real ufology before. We Actually, we are, we're we're
2: almost out of time here because we got Linda Ham, uh, yeah. Zimmerman coming on in, uh, shortly here. In fact, uh, somebody listening was just telling me that uh, he's good friends with Linda, and he's super excited to hear uh, the show tonight and to that, listen uh, to us uh, talk to her. And that is Don Smith. Yeah, oh, because he's oh, been that. chatting up a storm here. Shout out <laughs> to Don Smith. What up, Don? Donnie Smith.
4: Don is a VIP of the Plucky and woo Wubu Show, aka Women in Hoodies, mm-hmm. aka We Digress. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's how we roll Sundays. That's how we roll.
1: That's how we roll.
3: Well, it's
4: I tried okay. to
1: deliver on my news this week. You I hope did much better than last you did. week. You did much
3: better
2: than last week, yes. Yeah. You know,
4: what, though? it really wasn't your fault last week. You were trying, no, and no. the other guy yes, just kind of butted in with like well, a million that's things. Okay. I'm sorry. I effort.
3: had, you know, I knew every single piece of news he was talking about, but I didn't have the news myself. Sure.
4: <laughs> yeah, you can throw in
1: whatever you can. I need all the help I can.
4: <laughs> no, that was good. Chris Jay Brown, up on that alternate universe stuff. That's I love that stuff. That's so fascinating to me. Yeah.
1: Good job. I to me, like it. I actually like the dino feathers myself. You know, that's not really your yeah, fault. You
3: know, I'm hoping in an alternate universe, I'm the one who's running the show, and you know, Angel's the other guy here. You know, not that, happening. That, that, that's that's the
2: show. You no, know but
4: I... I feel like we should let him do that for a week just to see how it goes.
3: Not
2: happening.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Skywatchers
2: will be right back, everybody. Chris, thank you, buddy.
4: in a world run by thugs and imbeciles, by Robert Barons and th- subservient media pipe sewage into the eyes and ears of the masses 24 hours a day 7 days a week where do you go for the truth is the president an alien either Kenyan or Zeta did the fabulous sea monkeys ordered from comic book ads by kids in the 60's and 70's slither out of their tanks and into ears and are they running the brains of the ruling elite today is David Icke right about the queen being a lizard or is there a sea monkey on his brain like a jockey atop a chunk of horse meat are Lemurians beneath Mount Shasta really addicted to porn And chewing tobacco, or other spokesmen in the surface world, deluded or deranged. For the answers to all these questions and more, tune in each week for another revealing and informative episode of Unraveling the Secrets, and get that sea monkey off of your brain. Four thousand seven hundred
0: thirty-four UFO sightings in two thousand seven. 854 abductions by aliens or unknown species reported by american and british citizens downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to theufostore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and theufostore.com has it.
1: Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more.
2: everybody we are back live on sky watchers radio this is dark matter digital network and of course psn radio and yes we are going to have your calls if you guys want to call in and join in on the fun and ask questions to the guest, miss linda zimmerman you could do that by calling the number 786-245-8127 uh if you want to join us on skype look up psn radio and we'll add you to the call here and you could ask away any questions you have now without any further delay we do have linda on the line welcome to sky watchers linda it's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show here with us
8: oh well thank you and i'm glad to be here
2: now let me just say something right off the bat i am terrified of the thought of ghost just terrified <laughs> me too
4: I'm the, a the
2: mere notion that ghosts might exist just uh makes me uh not be able to sleep at night for many many nights if i just start thinking about it well god so, only
3: knows what you're doing in the middle of the night in your bedroom so you don't
2: want you do not want to know other guy. Exactly. You just don't want to know. Well, exactly but you're
3: just worried that the ghosts are watching you <laughs>
2: Well, no, here, here's where I'm going with this. I'm actually going somewhere uh, serious here. The reason I have such a, a fear of ghosts is when we first moved to Miami as a little kid, we moved into this, uh, uh, this house, this huge house, it was a duplex, and it was haunted. And when I say it was haunted, I'm talking about things would slide from one side of the counter to the other, tables would just flip over, chairs would start rocking by itself, TVs would turn on and off. The place was haunted. Uh, it was an old funeral home. Back in the 60s and 70s, it got turned into a duplex. They never even took out the big-ass cabinets in the in the kitchen area, which oh used to God. hold the the urns. I'm not even kidding. I, I, oh, I, I don't thought you were going say I hold so
3: the bodies. And I'm just listening to the story.
2: I'm I'm dead serious about this, and that's a terrible pun. I understand. Oh yeah, i going to be
3: like really. You had to go there. Now here's
2: here's the kicker. I now work my day job. I work about 10 minutes away from that house where we used to live. It's still there. A block away from it is this old church where they used to take the bodies to prepare them and then they were, you know, transport them over uh to the to the to the funeral home. And uh we moved out of there about 2 months after moving into the house cuz there was just a lot of activity going on and we just had to split. Yes, we heard stuff like that. Now, because of that, Linda, I've been really terrified of the subject my whole life. Even though I'm kind of atheist, I do think there's something to it because of that experience. How did you get involved uh, writing about ghosts and, and doing anything to deal with the ghost uh, realm?
8: Well, I was, uh, as a hobby, I was writing about local history and t- talking about some of the old folklore and Indian legends, and the subject of ghosts just naturally came up and people would ask about them and I realized in in quick order that they were asking more about the ghosts than the history (laughs) so I uh, started collecting more and it really just uh, took on a life of its own and uh, pun intended and I um, Hmm. just started investigating places. People would mail me their house keys and say Oh, well, you know, I'm gonna be gone for a week, could you go investigate my house? And it was crazy.
3: Don't wow. take anything but investigate the place. Yes.
8: Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, the the level of trust was, was just amazing, but um you know, it also spoke to the level of desperation a lot of people mm-hmm. have. Um I couldn't live in a funeral home. Uh, that neither that's, could we. We moved out
2: a couple months uh, after moving in. we were like, man, way this place long. I'd
4: have been there a night. And something well, did you know, know it was a funeral home out. at the beginning of the whole thing. No, here
2: is the thing, and this is a true story. When we were moving in. Uh, the folks that lived on the other side of the duplex were moving out that same day, and my father spoke no English. We had just got here from uh, California. Uh, my parents are Cuban they speak you spoke no
3: English just arriving from California. You know how bad that sounds?
2: No, no, but the thing is we were <laughs> in California for a little bit after coming here from Cuba oh, dum okay. Dum.
3: Okay. oh I know that, but to uh, to our listeners it 's like it 's like I just came from california didn 't speak any English whatsoever.
2: Well, they have a lot of uh, anyway moving on uh, as I was trying to get to. Uh, My parents spoke no English, and the neighbors were American, and they were moving out, and there basically was no communication. They didn't tell us, they didn't warn us, nothing. But they were getting out in a hurry. They even left stuff behind. They just wanted to split, right? And we moved into the house. At first, my parents didn't feel or hear or see anything. My brother started getting the brunt of it. Then eventually, I started seeing things, and my brother started seeing more things. And next thing you know, then my mom and my father started seeing things. And that that was like a month and a half later, and that's when they were like, all right, we got to get out of here because now we're seeing stuff, and this is not cool, man. Uh, so that's when we decided to leave, and do a little. we did a little investigation on the history of the house, and that's what, how we found out this used to be a funeral home. They never tore it down. They just built a house out of it. Now, Linda, has that kind of stuff happened before in your research, where funeral homes become houses or duplexes for people, and they don't even renovate the place properly? Like, the oh, cabinets were yeah. huge cabinets. You could fit, like, crazy amount of You could
3: fit there. a body in there. No, Pretty yeah. much.
8: Yes, there's a house locally known as the Patchett House. I um I do a lecture there every Halloween and we take people down to the sink where the embalm uh down into the basement where the embalming sinks uh still are. And uh oh my God. not surprisingly an an awful lot of activity there. Um uh-huh. I think of another one out in Oklahoma, the Stone Lion Inn, where this oh, woman Yes, woman bought a big house and she was rolling cookies out on this nice porcelain table, and found out it was the embalming table, which oh went oh, oh
2: yeah, yes.
8: went a long way to explain oh. all the activity in the house. Yeah, was the when, only when piece kids were biting into the left.
3: cookies, the cookies screamed. Or... I,
8: <laughs> well, yeah, the, the uh, I think the people screamed when they were eating the cookies and found out oh. how she
4: had made them. Uh-oh. I would, too. Oh, my goodness. Now, have you found any, I want to say, commonality between the ghost investigations where you found there were actual activity, you know, somebody died or, you know, it was <laughs> a funeral home or, you know, something like that? Is there always like a tragic history that surrounds these places with heavy activity?
8: The, the vast majority. Um, years ago, uh, somebody asked the same question, so I took 100 cases, Sixty-five percent of them were suicides, and then another wow. good chunk were murders or tragic deaths. And there Makes is sense. that very small percentage where, you know, maybe the woman lived there for ninety years and she doesn't quite know she's dead, or is, you know, just doesn't, you know, a little confused and doesn't know to move on. But the vast majority are some sort of tragic uh, deaths.
5: Mm. Mm-hmm.
8: That
2: Makes sense
3: I yeah. found another commonality that older homes that are more lathe than plaster than sheetrock tend to be more haunted and my analysis of that has been that it it's because it ha- you know lathe than plaster seems to have a faraday cage mm. effect yeah. for show, whatever yeah. you want to call the mm-hmm. leftover residual energy that is a ghost I guess is a good way to put it
8: that's, that's interesting. That I, I had not heard before, but I know a lot of the stone houses as well. Right, well, um, Stone,
3: limestone. For some well lathe, yep. lathe and plaster is limestone, and certain types of stone seems to act as a magnet or a Faraday cage or whatever you want to call it for yep. whatever is a ghost, whatever electromagnetic signature that our, leaves our body, whatever you want to call it.
2: Linda, in, in your research, uh, what do you think ghosts are? I mean, do you think it's uh, some residue left over from a deceased person, uh, maybe uh, just a moment of time trapped in the ether? Uh, is it an actual being, the, the, the soul of a person that got trapped here? I mean, what are your thoughts?
8: Yes, I think uh, I would refer to it as the spirit of a person, the energy um, that, you know, there's a body and then there's the energetic part. And the body dies away, but um, unfortunately, for some cases, that energy stays. But I also think there are those residue type hmm. of hauntings where it's like a, a video, you know. A
3: is type... it dead or is it memorex?
8: Exactly. I think those <laughs> cases, it, it's both. I think it's dead and it's memorex. For those, they're not interactive. They're not conscious. You're just right. seeing um, an echo, you of know, the a little slice of what had happened.
2: Now with with Halloween just passed. I mean, do you get a lot of requests uh during the uh, the holiday of Halloween for your services?
8: <laughs> yes, I um I'm not home much during that month, I think I wouldn't
2: expect so, yes.
8: I had uh, 25 lectures and radio shows and appearances last. Well, then
3: thank you for giving us the time tonight.
4: Absolutely. Oh,
8: thank you. My pleasure.
4: So I have to ask, not that I really want to hear about it. I might walk away, but I need to. Know, what, have you ever had an experience where you were just like, you know, I'm out? You walked into a house, you did some stuff, and you were like, <laughs> No, this is beyond what I need to do for you guys. Y'all need some. This series. is not no, in I'm my leaving. job. You
2: guys need the I'm exorcist from the movie right, The Exorcist. You need that yes. little
4: old lady from Poltergeist, <laughs> <laughs> and I am not her. Like, have you ever had this one of those? house is not clean.
8: Yeah, there, there have been. Uh, Several. Um, one that that comes to mind is uh, the Shanley Hotel in Napanock, New York, where um, he was a bootlegger in the 1930s. And the current owner discovered this secret room under a coat closet. There was a trap door in a coat closet that went down into this room where Mr. Shanley probably used to beat the crap out of people. And it just felt horrible, and as I was trying to climb the ladder to get out of that room, honest to God, it felt like hands grabbing my legs, trying to pull me back down in. Oh my God! I've oh. had protect. and that was uh, oh. yeah. that was probably the 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 deepest moment of panic I have ever had in 20 years of doing this and i could not i i'm covered in goosebumps even recalling it now and i you know i i hoisted myself out of that trap door and it's like that's that's it i'm i need to go away from here right now <laughs>
4: and you still do this after Uh, having an experience like that for real Uh, you
8: know there's something wrong with me
4: that's the only thing (laughs) must be (laughs) you are super brave i'm not that brave i'm just not
2: (laughs) linda out out of curiosity have you done any research onto uh the biltmore hotel here in miami
8: uh no i have not
2: are you
3: familiar with the biltmore hotel
8: um, I've heard the name, but I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. So what oh, you probably think goodness. of the
3: Biltmore in Los Angeles, which has been around for ages and is also, mm-hmm. uh, definitely well, haunted.
2: Yeah. The, the Biltmore here in, uh, in Florida was actually, uh, it was built by the twenties or the thirties. Alan, there, right? Uh,
3: it was, I think, uh, probably the
2: yeah, well, it used to uh, it used to host celebrities in uh, royalty, and even the president Franklin D. Roosevelt stayed at the uh, Biltmore Hotel. Uh, it was a very popular hotel back in the day. Then it got turned into a hospital during the Second World War, World actually World War Two. Uh, hospitalized a lot of like the the main patients that were coming back wounded. A lot of them that were dying were were housed at this hotel. A lot of the insane uh, soldiers that came back were housed here, and a lot of them committed suicide. And uh, over the years, I don't know how many uh, hundreds of people died at the hotel. Uh, When it was a hospital, and it got turned back into a hotel, and one of the floors is completely sealed off because of the activity that supposedly goes on up there.
8: Wow. Yeah, that's um, hospitals and asylums. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, They are just ghost generators. So uh, seems like I need to trip my uh, book a trip down to uh, Miami. I think I need <laughs> to go there. She's
4: just, just, just like, blew in my mind." She's like, "For real? I gotta go to that this school." This place. Like, no, now, here's. No, a, no, I, no. I
2: first learned about this back in the '90s from a few friends of mine who were like, "Man, you gotta go to this place. It's a haunted hotel." And I'm like, "I don't want to go to a haunted hotel." They're like, "No, no, it's awesome. The thirteenth floor is sealed off." I didn't believe it.
3: Oh come You'll on, the thirteenth like floor really? It is the
2: thirteenth. Yes, it is.
3: Oh, that just sounds way too convenient. Now, I didn't believe well,
2: I say, it. You, I, you I, go there I said the and same thing. let us know how it is. I said the same thing. I said, The 13th floor, come on. Really Friday the 13th? You're pulling my leg, man. So I went with them thinking nothing's going to happen. We get up to the 12th floor, and, we're, and we literally are going up the stairs, right? We're going up to the 13th floor. It is bolted lock, locked. I mean, this thing you cannot get. It's, there's a steel wall right in front of you, bolted. And on the other side, you can hear, if you listen there for a little while, we heard screaming coming from the other side of the wall.
5: Mm -mm. Nope Nope.
2: And when we first heard the screaming I'm dead serious uh, One of the guys who was with me just started running downstairs He just freaked out (laughs) Because it was loud enough that it came through the wall And we all heard it standing there and then it was constant for a couple of seconds, and then we, just, we were like, okay, it's haunted. Let's get to, let's get to stepping, guys. Let's go, let's go. Let's move. Now, here's <laughs> you, my question. You really got to go there. Because
4: here is, like, my deep fear. You don't worry about bringing something back with you. That but, you would know, terrify I, me. I, oh, I yes. That's really my question. Yeah, do – I mean, the yeah, ghosts that are haunting these places, do they stay there, or are they are like, oh, Linda's cool. I'm going to go home with her. Like, does that kind of thing happen? And if it does, how do you protect yourself against that? it
8: It is always a concern, but I do kind of a uh, mental imaging you know, put the shields up scotty type thing, and uh do some mental clearing and actually, I can't really reveal what it was, but about a couple of weeks ago, my husband and I were in a situation that was really bad, and as soon as we came home, we did the we we didn't even Come in the house, we smudged ourselves on the front steps, and I can imagine the neighbors. Oh, there's, there's our crazy neighbor again. You know, used the sage smudging ourselves, threw all our clothes right in the wash, took showers, just did everything to try to clean and clear ourselves to prevent wow. anything from. So it's, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it is your intent. You know, I certainly don't invite anything to come home or to attach myself to.
2: Oh, we lost uh, Linda there. The ghost did it. (laughs) The ghost knocked her offline. Hold on, we can get her back on the line here. It's going to be a little awkward ringing, folks. Uh,
3: Professional radio. That's
2: what we do. It's
4: like so freaky.
3: (laughs) Come on, Linda. She ran out of battery power
8: this deep, intense Murder site, and, and guess what?
3: Oh, we lost you there for a second there, so, you know, oh. whether you realized it or not, we lost you <laughs> for a second. I don't oh, think she okay. did. I didn't know. She just kept on talking. Oh, the you best know.
4: part about it was you had just talked about how you and your husband had done the showers, and you're cleansing yourself, and, right, then, you right. do it and then your phone dropped off.
3: <laughs> now,
2: here's kick really? kicker. The phone yes, rang. The phone rang, and you picked it up, but you were still talking.
8: I, I didn't, I didn't, even here, I didn't uh, pick the phone back up. That's weird. Wh- wow. Me, me.
2: The ghosts are back. You're telling me, yep, we're real.
8: Oh, well, Maybe you. I did bring something home. Great. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not going to sleep tonight. See what but- I'm saying? <laughs> Linda, I'm a shower
2: is not
4: enough, Wait, I'm telling you. Now you know, because that was weird.
8: <laughs> hey, I, I've had something
3: follow me home from a, from ghost hunting. But then, you know, I, I'm just like, yeah, I got no problem with you being here. Just you're my new security system. So, you know.
4: I don't understand you people. <laughs> I have no idea what
3: he just said.
2: Understand I,
4: like,
3: I would have ran.
2: No. You, know,
3: you know, the fun, The interesting thing is for me when I do go something, I'll treat the entity or whatever as an equal. I'll talk to it. And, you know, something I've really never had a real incident of violence. I don't provoke or anything like the guys on the TV shows or anything. I'm just like, listen, I'm here to just prove that you're here. Just give me, okay. you know. Now, now let's say you, you do that and you provoke a really angry poltergeist.
2: Um, Even though you're being peaceful, he's like, yeah, this little caesar looking guy is just messing with me. I'm going to mess with him back.
3: Really doesn't have, well, I haven't had that encounter yet, but. I mean, and I've done some really interesting places, like I've done the Queen Mary, I've gone ghost hunting in some really interesting houses. Uh, I've done the Dakota House in New York, uh, Eastern State Penitentiary, uh, Alcatraz, and a whole bunch of other places. Uh, But, you know, I've really never encountered something that's going to be like, that really chased me out or chased me, you know, on the way home, you know? It's a
2: darn
1: shame. (laughs)
8: <laughs> just... you know, yeah, I, I never try to provoke, but um, we have changed our tone in cases where mm. children are being targeted and uh-huh. terrified and hurt. Um, that's... How often
2: is that, by the way, Linda? Is wait, it, wait, are wait, children
4: hey, hey. Usually That, and the you target? said terrified and hurt. Let's go. Because <laughs> that's my biggest problem with a ghost, that, you know, the poltergeist that can throw a knife at you and you can't do anything right. about it. Like, that's, I have a big beef with that.
2: Yes, yes, more than roaches and uh, and rats, definitely.
4: Yeah, some. Uh, well,
8: not only children, people have been, you know, pushed and scratched and, yes, and bruised. Yeah. And um, you know, I watched as my uh, ghost hunting partner Mike Warden, who's a big strong cop, was uh, pushed coming down a staircase and oh my just caught, you know, just caught the railing in time. Um, and you know, and I had my legs grabbed, tried to be pulled back down into you know that <laughs> room, so it it's it's not common, but it does happen, and when it does happen to children, we get very protective um and maybe uh adversarial for sure, you know, telling them that you know whoever's doing this, you know get the hell out of there.
4: Does it work? Does I mean, does that kind of thing? Is it kind of like the bully syndrome where they're doing it because they can get away with it, and then when something or someone comes and kind of stands up to them and maybe changes the energy a little bit, does that is that effective?
8: That has been effective, yes. Um, on occasion, you can stir things up, but for the most part, uh, I always tell people, you know, homeowners who are in this situation, you have the advantage. You're alive. I think a human's energy is stronger and more powerful than, than, you know, any spirit. So if you stand up to them, um, I think you will eventually win.
2: Or they'll take over your body and then your head starts spinning around. And that's
4: <laughs> well, a, that's the other thing, yeah. yeah that's that's the worst case scenario. And that would be my second Have you ever come across something that was not human?
8: I have not encountered anything demonic.
4: Um,
8: some stories people told me, uh, you know, at their locations sounded a little iffy. Um, in fact, there was one place I wrote about in my latest book where the psychic I brought was standing on a spot and there had been an attack. Somebody had gotten scratched, and the word she used was that. Whatever did this wasn't human. She didn't say what it was, but that's all I need to hear, you know. That it wasn't human.
2: Well now, we now have could it could, have been it, could a it be dead
8: alien maybe? That's what I was going
2: at. Could it be extraterrestrial?
8: Um I I guess it could have. In fact, across the street is uh-huh. um, a hot spot for UFO activity the last really? uh, few decades. Yes. Interesting. Yes, interesting. You brought that up because um, there—I don't get it, but there does seem to be a tie-in, um, a, a correlation between towns that are extremely haunted and towns that have a long history of UFO activity. So I just—I really? just put all that in the category of high strangeness.
2: Mm. Which actually, Linda. That to me makes perfect sense, uh, because for a very long time, and the other guy here knows this, uh Crystal might know this also, I have said that for a long, long time now uh I've said this for a long long time now that Ghost, goblins, demons—a lot of this stuff uh, is, is nothing more than misidentification of aliens. where people have some sort of a, a weird encounter with an alien, whether it be an abduction, maybe they you know catch him off guard in the yard sometimes, walking around or whatever the hell they're doing out there. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, they, they see these things and they just don't know how to identify it, so they quickly jump to demons or, or goblins or, or leprechauns or stuff like that, especially, you know, 400 years ago, 300 years ago, 100 years ago, when they didn't have airplanes uh, like we have now, you know, when they didn't have computers like we have now. Uh, back then, you know, things were a little bit easier to misidentify. Uh, so it doesn't really shock me that there would be this correlation between a hotspot of ufology activity and a hotspot of ghostly activity. It almost makes perfect sense to me. I mean, is that something that you think is a possibility? Because I know you said earlier that you believe ghosts to be the spirits of of the deceased, but is there a part of you that believes that there could be a possible connection here where maybe people are being abducted or are having some kind of an alien encounter and misidentifying it?
8: No, that's a really good point because there was uh, one case in particular that comes to mind where this woman had... Turned out she ended up having a lifetime of abduction, but when she was huh. a little kid, she used to tell her parents the ghosts were back. And I said, well, why did you call them ghosts? Cause that's all I knew to call right. them then. She saw these whitish, very, very whitish figures, a tall, thin one and a shorter mm-hmm. one at her doorway. And that was her only frame of reference.
3: If wow. you don't know better, right. you don't yeah. know how to identify. I, exactly.
2: I, I, now, imagine somebody 250 years ago, or 120 years ago, or whatever in the West, and they see something like this uh, in the backyard of their house, or, or they're living wherever they live, and they see something walking around that looks like that, or maybe they're sleeping and something like that wakes them up. That's the first thing they're going to think of. They're not going to think of oh, extraterrestrials from another planet. They didn't have any concept of, of right. such a thing. So. That to me is a, a, a big red flag for a lot of these things because to me I believe that a lot of it's just connected to ufology completely. Uh, it doesn't rule out that there could be ghosts or you know an afterlife of some sort. Uh, that is not ruled out by this, uh, but I do think that is maybe ninety percent of it. Linda.
8: Yeah, I I couldn't tell you a percentage, but um, you know I have come to strongly suspect that your misidentification theory for sure.
4: That's crazy, but mm. I could see that. That that's a little nuts. Now you've written a yep. book Linda, "The Hudson Valley UFOs," and it says that this might be Hudson Valley. I used to live in New Jersey. I left, thank God. Uh, might be it's the number one hotspot in the yes. country for UFO mm-hmm. activity. Talk to us about that, because that I, you know, what I lived in New Jersey yeah, how does for a while, and never saw a UFO. Right yeah. hey, not right
2: now, Arizona, because in Arizona, I mean, the Phoenix Lights, Travis Walton,
4: right.
8: Right, and and if you do know about Hudson Valley UFOs, you probably think of the 1980s when there were these giant triangles that were seen by tens of thousands of people. So actually when I first started my research for the first um, UFO book, In the Night Sky, I thought I would just be concentrating on that, and I realized it was pushing back decade after decade and up to the present, and now I realize uh, I have documented cases going back to 1909, and I just interviewed somebody last night who had an encounter just a few weeks ago. So we have well over a 100 years of activity here, and I I defy anybody to find a place in the country that has had this many sightings over this
4: length of time. Wow. Why? Is there is there something special about the area? Well, if she I, had the
2: answer to that, Crystal, she you know, be <laughs> a
8: billionaire.
4: <laughs> Man, well, we could speculate. We can theorize, you know. <laughs> I,
8: you know, there's, there's a lot of them that are seen coming in and out of the water, and of course we have the river and lots of lakes. Right. But, you know, other places, you know, across the country have more mm-hmm. water than we do, but... Correct. There's yep. a lot that have also been seen in certain areas where there's uh, high concentrations concentrations of magnetite
5: mm. or other minerals.
8: Um, so it just could be a, co- a combination of that, and it's probably gone back way before the Europeans, uh, you know, back to Native American times, because even the Native Americans in this uh, area have... Had stories about people mm. from the stars, so right. um, their motives I couldn't tell you, but I think it's been here for a very long time.
2: Hmm. And there's a, a big, big, big part of ufology that believes that a lot of the aliens are not coming from outer space, but from the inner Earth itself, and that's why we're getting all these uh, USOs, as they were called, undersea objects uh, that people are, are witnessing. Uh, how much of that do you think is uh, legit, uh, Linda? Because I, I actually am not a proponent of the hollow Earth. I don't think the hollow Earth is uh, real. I don't think there is a hollow Earth. Uh, but I do think there's pockets of uh, places within the Earth where a lot of these things could be, uh, Antarctica is uh, probably one place where there's an opening, uh, according to uh, Admiral Byrd, if you guys know the story of that uh, famous flight. Uh, but you know, how much of that do you think is a possibility, that they're coming from within the Earth itself?
8: Well, uh, certainly uh, there's too many stories of underwater, you know, USOs or, right. or UFOs going into the water or coming out. Right. So it's certainly a good place to hide. I don't know right. about massive bases, but... Um, Pine Bush, New York, which you might have heard of, it's called yes. the, the UFO capital of the Northeast here. A, a majority of the activity um, seems to be ground based. And by that, I, I mean things seem to, lights and objects seem to be rising up out of the ground. For years, people have described loud mechanical sounds mm-hmm. under the ground, um, the earth vibrates. Uh, it seems like something is going on. All kinds of speculation bases, alien bases, military bases. Um, it's it's very unique that something is going on under the ground and comes up out, out into the sky.
4: That's yeah. really interesting. Mm-mm. Very, That's, very interesting. That it, I mean, it almost, it almost would make sense if you got a little crazy about it. I mean, if there was something down there that allowed them to go back and forth. So instead, I mean, people were sky watchers, right? So we're watching the right. sky. If you're trying not to be seen, go mm-hmm. the other way.
2: Go the ocean. Or it yeah.
4: could
3: yeah. be one of those underground tunneling machines that no, don't, it, don't doesn't really have. Kind yeah, of...
2: well, It could be that. But here's the thing. Uh, as much as we know about space, uh, we know very, very little about the ocean, guys. I mean, we oh, yeah. learn right. stuff all the Ocean is
4: scary. The ocean is scary
2: mm. It's very scary down there We know very very little Of what's really deep, deep Arr
3: down there. it's Davy Jones Locker
2: That's probably not that far off Dyrus <laughs> <Dires. laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you prefer Covering uh, in your travels Your uh, ufology based stuff Or ghostly activity What's your favorite topic To talk about
8: What's oh, your I, that's like, who's your favorite child? I mean, I I, I embrace all strangeness <laughs> equally. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Fair answer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer. That is Yeah, I mean, during Halloween, it's, you know, obviously all about the ghosts. Right. and And, um, you know, my season just ended, and I jumped right back into, um, I'm writing a third UFO book, and it was good to get back into that. So... You know, and and I also write fiction and, um, you know, do regular history and science. So I I, I have just a wide variety of topics. So I guess the the short answer is whatever I'm working on now is what's my favorite. I
4: like it. That's
2: awesome. Yeah, there you go. It's a PC answer. Very PC. <laughs>
4: it was good. It was good though. <laughs> you offend nobody. You keep all the no, fans I, from both sides. Right. It was good. It was good.
8: But really, I mean, I lo- you know, look at all the variety of things I do. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't do it's a, it's I wouldn't awesome. do any of them if I didn't love the topic. That's that This
4: the, is true cuz you're doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, yes.
2: no speaking of crazy. I mean, w- w- which topic uh, gets you the crazier fan base, uh, the ufology uh, fan base or the ghostly paranormal. I mean, uh, when you're bombarded at these things by fans, uh, who is a little nuttier?
8: Oh, well, I can be completely un-PC and, uh, <laughs> and categorically state the UFO crowd.
2: Yes, uh, thank yes. you.
8: Without yes. a doubt, no question.
2: Agree 100%. We're crazy as hell. <laughs> that squatch awesome. crazy. That's what we are.
8: <laughs> and it's funny that um, between the two groups, like if I'm giving a, UFO, a, a ghost lecture and somebody mentions the UFOs, you know, the, the ghost people in, with disdain will say, oh, those people, you know. like
2: They <laughs> believe in those aliens.
8: <laughs> but then it's also funny that both the UFO and the ghost people look down on Bigfoot people like, well, they're the this crazy is true. ones. This is true, yes.
4: <laughs> I love people's limits. Yes. I, just, I absolutely love it. Like ghosts doing it, UFOs yes. doing it, Bigfoot, come on. Cross
2: the line, right, that's the line right there. I don't, that's the line. Don't mess that's with Bigfoot, it. no. Yeah. That's, that's
8: Bigfoot. it. That's So, you know, everybody has their, like you say, their their limit of craziness, I guess.
2: Yes. That's where my craziness stops, Linda, right there at Bigfoot. That right, That's the point right there. Now, have you covered Bigfoot at all?
8: Not yet, but I think it's
3: inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> like it or not, you're going to have to deal with it. Sorry. I mean,
2: I you're going to be, ta- you're be left writing left. about fiction here. Let's just be honest. But,
8: but, but actually, I, I hate to even bring this up, but I can't tell you how many people who have very intense UFO stories also mention Bigfoot sightings as part of them, or at least some very large creatures that, again, their frame of reference. You know, maybe it's just a very large alien they're seeing, but in their frame of reference, they know Bigfoot, so that's what they will refer to.
4: Question, Linda, because you've interviewed a lot of people, uh, who, probably at, you know, abductees as well. Has anybody mm-hmm. had a nice experience with the aliens
5: <laughs> like you hear a lot of you know. You hear a lot of horror stories. I was taken
4: out of my house. They did this to me. They did that to me. You know. I was pro. Sort of yeah, right. You know. Everybody yeah. was you know deeply traumatized. They're terrified. This, that, and the other. You ever talk to somebody who was like the aliens were totally cool? I love. Well, it.
8: two two stories. One woman. She's had uh, abduction experiences since the seventies, and she actually refers to them as her guardian angels. She feels that they have done a lot to help her and there was another man who he was terrified when he had these encounters as a child but he was also very sick and he believes they helped him get better and i love the way he referenced it he he compared it to bringing a sick puppy to the vet they're terrified but you're trying to help them and get them better So there are a few of these cases, but for the most part, people feel violated and terrified.
2: Now, have you ever come across uh, anybody who has been trying desperately hard to get abducted or to meet the aliens, but they just refuse to even acknowledge their existence?
8: Oh, I have people who say they sit out all night, you know. (laughs) Guilty. Guilty. Take me, please me right yeah, pick, take me, pick, please. Yeah, take please, me. yes, there are those who have told me yes. they would love to be um, abducted, or perhaps they would use a different term, but they they want to be taken away. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind meeting them. I'm not willing to give up my freedom and my life, but, uh, but I think... Think of the
2: p- ride, Linda, you know. <laughs>
8: That would That'd be answer drawing, all the questions. But I, I think we need to negotiate the terms of my abduction.
5: <laughs> Might be a good idea. Will yeah. I
8: return from this ride <laughs> in one piece? And so, will 80 well, or 90 years have passed? I mean, that's another... Uh...
2: Well, that, that's not always a bad thing, though. I could mean, see the future. Yeah.
8: If I make the proper investments before I leave, I, I would t- consider it.
2: <laughs> oh, even if you don't think about it, when you come back and they see who you are, everybody's going to be like, how, how did this happen? You haven't aged today in 80, 80 years. How did you, You'd be a celebrity. You'd be rich. You'd be good. That's true, that's true. Nobody's going to mess with you. Uh, I'm one of those people, I, Like to me, I've been dying to see aliens, I've been dying to have an encounter. I've seen two things which I could classify as UFOs as a kid. Uh, I don't think they were extraterrestrial in nature, I think they were actually government crafts that I saw that I couldn't identify. Uh, but they were very weird and very, uh, you know, unconventional. Uh, but I, I am dying to have that abduction scenario, that that experience in the middle of the night where I wake up and there's like a room full of little gray guys. They're just waiting to take me up uh, on board. But here's the thing: they don't have to zap me. They don't have to like you know knock me out with some potion of their mind or something like that. They can throw a rope ladder down at me from their craft. I'll climb up. I will go to them. <laughs> I am fully here for you guys. Like if I want to go on the ride across the cosmos. Just be careful with the probing. You know, just uh, no no probing. <laughs> We'll, we'll sit down we'll have a chat i mean i'll be there to chat with you guys
4: you know what the best part about it, singing you know song what, anything it, you've probably have had a conversation with alien you didn't even know it like that very interesting guy that you met in a coffee shop one day who was just a I don't little go to, weird I, I don't but was completely shops. fascinating that you had that 10 minute conversation nope. with was probably an alien
2: no don't go to coffee shops uh, nope. don't okay do coffee well, shops.
4: whatever insert wherever you go Taco never
2: Taco stand, Taco Bell. <laughs> well, there they're definitely <laughs> aliens at Taco Bell. I'll tell you that much.
4: <laughs> so, Linda, how do you differentiate between you know crazy people who think they have seen UFOs and people who have had like actual me. experiences?
8: Oh, no. It's usually fairly obvious. Um, the same thing with uh, I, I got a lot of training doing over three hundred ghost investigations. Um, there are people who you know are unbalanced in some way um, yes, yes. there are people who want the publicity and are willing yes. to fake anything or put uh-huh. their children through something to to make them i there's cases where
4: That's crazy.
8: you know mm. they they want uh, you know they want a, a book deal they want to be in a movie they want to be popular in their neighborhood i don't know what it is but uh yep. so um I I hope I've been able to determine the the fakes. Um, And then there are some people who their experiences, I think, have just traumatized them and affected them so much. They seem really weird and and a little out there, but I think it's because they've had to deal with such strangeness in their lives. So Mm. um, it's never a dull moment.
2: What do, you, what do you say to yourself when you see somebody who uh, comes into ufology, makes a big name for themselves, uh, and then is found out to be a hoaxer and a liar? Uh, what, what do you think that does uh, overall to the, the genre or the field of ufology? And what are well, your thoughts on people like yeah, that? Yeah,
8: I, I hope there's a special place in hell for all hoaxers. Yes, thank you. Um, because answer, it just diminishes everyone's mm-hmm. credibility. And there was, uh, without naming names, someone locally here who was kind of the face of uh, Hudson Valley ufology who, uh, you know, was making some things up. Hmm. And uh, this was years ago, and I still encounter that type of prejudice that, oh, I thought everything now was a hoax because all the good work he did is tainted, And, you know, it just ruins it for everyone trying to do genuine research.
2: Mm, It really does. Uh, And how tough is it to deal with uh, the Internet these days and uh, YouTube and the ability for anybody to create a hoax with with what you do?
8: I know, and and it's it's awful. And uh, I really discourage people from sending me photos and videos (laughs) because, you know, even if it's legitimate... I, you know, I cannot go on record vouching for your video when right. I haven't a clue under what circumstances it was produced.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: So, um, unless I'm standing there and seeing with my own eyes or I, you know, trust you like a brother, I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's very difficult and so much can be hoaxed and so much can be taken out of context.
2: You would agree, Linda, that, that like the technology, uh, the way it's gone, uh, it's really almost made it impossible to prove uh, aliens uh, or the existence of uh, with pictures and video. I mean, you, that, that stuff is irrelevant
8: now. Well, yeah, it's um, it, its value has certainly been diminished because of mm. the you know all the fraud. But um, I'll still take a video of a craft rising out of a field and taking off. And uh, if I have, you know, uh, some good witnesses there, um, and if I've seen it myself. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. You would think a technology that would help prove things has now kind of become an albatross.
2: Yeah, no kidding. How many people do you think uh, that you've researched uh, that have been, honestly abducted though i mean uh, i'm not saying give me a percentage but a good portion of them you think or uh, do you think a lot of it is mostly other traumas that they've incurred in their lives
8: well what surprised me was um i thought i when i started the research i might encounter one or two people and the uh-huh. abducted, abduction chapter actually became the largest one in the book oh, okay. and when it's it was amazing. I was learning as I was going along. If somebody had an intense, close sighting, and the more I questioned them, you, re- you suddenly realized, oh, wait, they had this as a child, and their mother and their grandfather had this, and, oh, well, yeah, then there was the missing time. And, you know, as you spoke to them, and then you'd see this all starting to come together in their heads that they didn't realize This was more than just a close sighting, and in the Hudson Valley, at least, it seems to be prevalent. And I I will not back away from using that word—that abductions are prevalent here and have been for generations.
2: Now, of course, uh, the most famous abduction, I think, uh, in ufology is the Travis Walton uh, case uh, that we referenced earlier. Uh, Travis—I've talked to him, interviewed him fantastic person. He's a very, very, very uh, nice guy. Um, I believe his story, I think he really was taken. Um, what are your thoughts on the Travis Walton case and the fact that it's kind of lasted this long and, te- and really it's uh, irrefutable at this point with all the lie detector tests that they've passed and everything else, uh, that something happened to them. We know that much for sure, but what are your thoughts on the Travis Walton case?
8: Yeah, no, he seems legitimate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've met him several times and uh, I think there's enough supporting eyewitness accounts, Mm -hmm. and, you know, over all these generations, his story hasn't wavered. So, as you say, something certainly happened. And, uh, like the Betty and Barney Hill case, you know, Mm -hmm. um, years ago, I I remember reading about that as a child, freaking me out, and, uh, (laughs) you know, look what I do now. But, um, (laughs) you know, uh, my very first interview... I thought was going to be somebody seeing, you know, lights and maybe a craft in the distance turned out to be a four-generation, you know, multi-generational abduction case. And (laughs) that was my my introduction to UFOs, you know, research in the Hudson Valley here. And as I was alluding to before, it is not uncommon.
4: That's so weird. Now, let me ask you, that is really creepy, like the whole Mm. family. Is there a commonality among the species, types of aliens that these people are seeing? Are they different? You know, that sort of thing?
8: For the most part, what people describe, uh, you know, we would call the greys. And range from the, you know, the short little childlike size to very tall, thin ones. Um, That family I was referring to, the... uh, the abduction cases began in the 1930s, Wow. and the woman was describing them as um, short, very, very white, with dark, almond-shaped eyes, and... You know, 1930s, that was way before the iconic, you know, communion book cover uh, was, you know, way before that. Yeah, back then the
2: aliens were little green men. They weren't little gray guys.
8: Exactly. Uh,
2: Not not only that, uh, didn't the Steven Spielberg uh, miniseries Taken uh, kind of deal with the same kind of uh, thing where it started with a little girl, you know, a long time ago and it kind of followed the family? Taken. Taken, Yeah, Taken, yes. Yeah, Taken. Well, not the movie Taken with uh, Liam Neeson. This no, miniseries no. taken.
3: Yeah, it was with Dakota Fanning, and right. uh, it had, what's his name, who played Max Headroom. It had a really nice cast. Uh, no, Shewer. the cast yeah, yeah, was phenomenal.
2: And uh, it, it, that followed that same uh, pattern where it started off as uh, you know, a long time ago and followed the, st- the family line uh many generations. Uh, that does seem to be kind of a, an ongoing uh, parallel with a lot of these cases that I've found over the years, Linda, where a lot of times, uh, you know, abductees to say, well, my parents had a, a similar thing, or my grandparents told me about this also. Uh, in your research, is that a regular pattern also?
8: Absolutely, mm-hmm. and um, you know, m- more times than I can can mention here. And to me, I used to be a a research scientist, and to me, that's the way you conduct a long term experiment. Right um I don't know what they' exper- you know what the nature of these experiments are, but certainly um you you know you follow generations for changes for you know the results of what are it, whatever it is you're doing to them um and i I just see this time and time again,
4: did the abductees hmm. have any idea of maybe what was being done to them because that's fair i mean it's also like are you trying to figure out this particular you know sequence or dna of human this human or did you give them something and you're watching that manifest i just it's very curious
8: well they um they they clearly had uh little scoop marks in various parts of their bodies um and one of them unfortunately his wife uh i believe it was three times was pregnant and to use her words and then she wasn't and they had these pregnancies confirmed with doctors, and then all of a sudden she wasn't pregnant anymore. Wow.
2: Wow. That is terrifying.
8: That's that got to yeah. be horrible. That
2: yeah. is, that's literally the worst uh, thing that could happen to a, an expecting parent who's been uh, dealing with that their whole lives. Right. I mean, at that point, I mean, why would you even want to conceive a child again? Because you know that might happen again.
8: Exactly. Uh, even if the, but you know, it begs the question: Were they responsible for the their conception of the child as well? That's right. true too. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Now,
2: have have, uh, have you dealt with any body that has come forward to you, uh, Linda, and has had any kind of evidence uh, that they have been, you know, keeping secret or holding back from the public?
8: Um, in in terms of their sightings or experiences.
2: Right, like maybe something that was given to them, or something like that, or maybe something they took from the alien that was given to them, or just took it without their consent, uh, or maybe a picture of an alien up close, or something that uh, could be classified as real proof.
8: No real hard evidence um, that that. Uh, I, well, you know, there was there was um, somebody who had seen a sighting of a craft landing, and. Um, Years later, thought to take a tree bark specimen, um, which I did have tested, and unfortunately was nothing. Um, but somebody had photos from the 1980s they had taken that um, they had a large pile of sand that they were in their driveway. They were using, they were doing some construction, and this woman saw these incredibly bright lights. Sh- she said, like Mack tri- truck headlights shining in her bedroom. And she kind of passed out. Next morning, she wakes up. The pile of sand is gone, and there are these concentric circular rings in the driveway with a little bit of sand that was pressed and fused into the blacktop. And she thought to take um, some Polaroid photos, which she said did you have any interest in seeing these photos i'm like are you kidding me and <laughs> and and to to me i that ended up on you know the cover of my uh, hudson valley ufo book and you know one of my favorite stories so you know she had these photos and hadn't published them hadn't thought to report it because everybody in the area was seeing things like that so when people come out with something you know that type of evidence it's It's priceless.
2: It really is. Mm. Linda, we're almost out of time, and, uh, man, the hours just gone by so quick. Uh, We definitely have to have you back on soon. You've been a fabulous guest. Uh, Your website, I want to make sure everybody uh, checks the website out. Give us your website address uh, for anybody listening who can follow your work.
8: Sure. They can see everything I'm doing at gotozim.com. That's G-O-T-O-Z-I-M.com, and all my different interests are listed there, and you can link to them.
2: Very cool. Now, do you have any uh, engagements uh, coming up, any uh, lectures, tours, anything you want to promote?
8: Um, well, locally, uh, next uh, Thursday, the 12th, I'll be giving a UFO lecture in the town where the uh, concentric circles were seen. That's in Monroe, New York. Mm-hmm. I'll be speaking at uh, Phoenix MUFON uh, in April. And I have another conference coming up in, in uh, New York in August, and all of these will be listed on my website.
2: Very, very cool. Linda Zimmerman, you've been awesome, and uh look forward to talking to you again in the near future. Thank you so much for being on the show with us.
8: Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Linda Zimmerman. And, uh, and more than is, entertaining, to say the least. More than entertaining. You're not kidding. That that hour just flew right by. That was cool. Uh, we needed like um, another hour. I know. I know. I love
3: having her on. You know, straight. maybe we should do an You know, we should do a continuation like they do on like the Daily Show where if you do want to hear the rest of the conversation, since we've got to get off the air, download us after the fact.
2: Well, no, 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 no. See, the, the, you know why that wouldn't work? Why? Because Art Bell is coming out next.
3: Oh, I know. I'm saying listen to us afterwards because the rest of the conversation will be up tomorrow so it doesn't interfere with Art Bell. No, no,
2: no. But see, I want to listen to Art Bell. I don't want to keep recording and talking. I want to I want to stop the, the he show. Wants the to get a, oh, see, and he, I wanna to listen to Art because 'cause I'm a fanboy, man. You know that, Fanboy. Already. You
4: can't say that fanboy. to the fanboy. You know it's a good right. it was a really good idea the other guy. But it it's was. because that, we come yeah. on right after right before Art Bell that we can't do that.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Now, with our uh, with our tonight is going to be uh, another story of the haunting, or well, not the haunting, but a true haunting story. He's uh, going to have uh, Deborah Moffat on the show with him, and now they're going to talk about uh, ghostly activity, just like we were talking about here earlier.
4: Huh? Freaky. Okay, freak. I will not be listening to that. I've had my limit of ghostly activity tonight. I'm going to like walk around my house and turn on all the lights <laughs> now.
2: Oh no! I'm going to be listening with the lights Boy, on.
4: You do that. I, you know, I'm home alone right now. I'm not having it. <laughs> all I'm
3: going to say is boogity, boogity, boogity,
2: boogity. <laughs> well, you know what?
4: It's people like you that get possessed in the movies. That's all I'm saying. What? This is very true. What yes, saying? Saying?
2: All I'm saying? saying? All I'm saying is pizza, saying? pizza. I don't believe that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Pizza, pizza. That's all I'm saying. Mm. All right. Uh, fine. That yeah, way. That's all right. Yeah. Guys, uh, next week we have a, a really, really, really good show. Really good you do, show. We do. I mean, yeah. We had a great show this week. And yeah we, have, we, we're we got a fabulous who do we, we, we got
3: coming up who but we next week up?
2: we have Costa Macreas is going to be back with oh, us oh really our good buddy Costa is going to be back with us and uh, we're going to talk about of course com his website and uh what they're doing over there on uh, their website and uh, they have a lot of new stuff that he wants to uh, go over so that's going to be a whole lot of fun next week right here on Skywatchers radio but now keep listening Art Bell's coming up in a a few minutes I'm sure Keith is getting everything ready And uh, getting everything situated For the big guy And uh, they're going to talk about ghostly activity On Art Bell tonight Lots of fun Freaky freaky stuff everybody Uh, Happy Halloween uh, for everybody who uh, missed us uh, You know uh, on Halloween because we were uh, Partying and weren't on air Happy Halloween to everybody listening And uh, we'll be back next week Stick around to listen to Art Good night everybody